This is Tony Johnson with Heron.org Soundbites. I'm here today with Tom Bledsoe of Housing Partnership Network, one of Heron's grantees, to talk about HPN's impact. Hi, Tom. Hi. So, Tom, can you start by telling our audience a little bit about HPN, what you do, what communities you work in? The Housing Partnership Network, HPN, is a business collaborative of 100 of the top nonprofits in the United States that develop and finance affordable housing and community development. And they have a whole range of services to help families succeed and to revitalize neighborhoods. It's focused on the leaders of these organizations. We help them innovate. We help them develop new strategies. We do policy work in Washington. But it's really a learning community, and the step we have taken as a network, which really separates us, is we build businesses that help our members grow and scale their impact. So our strategy is bringing organizations together who see value in collaboration and think they can achieve more together than separately, uh, and where we can help them in different parts of their business, aggregate, develop new products, go to market, increase their competitive position, ultimately, to get capital and resources through collaboration. And we build a lot of enterprises to do that. We've created an insurance company to help insure our members' properties when they are having difficulties. We have a REIT to raise capital. There's a whole range of companies, 10 now, uh, that have emerged through this process. But it's all built on this underlying sense of a cooperative of leaders. It's their mission that we're helping try to advance. You received a enterprise capital grant as part of a capital raise for your organization. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and what you ultimately used the money for? It was a wonderful experience. Uh, the money has uh, almost all been used and deployed. Uh, it was very precious capital to us. We were at a uh, very important sort of growth phase in the network. We're a social enterprise in our own right, and we also design, create, launch, and oftentimes manage businesses. So we have to have a lot of capability to do that. That includes R&D capacity, you know, administrative support capabilities, uh, capital raising capabilities. Uh, there's just a range of resources that we need. We are going through a big growth phase where we were trying to launch two or three new companies uh, and we were trying to go from a model where we're raising about 60% of our income through management fees and internally raised fees uh, and significantly increase it. So we needed to both grow our staff, we wanted to increase by more than 50% over a four-year period, uh, and we wanted to uh, invest that resource into starting a number of businesses, which required capital and a lot of uh, leverage capital, but it also required you know our staff to have the capability to kind of take this whole business platform to the next level. So what happened? I mean, we get asked a lot about the impact of the organization. Can you talk a little bit about both your impact generally for HPN and how your impact became better with the help of enterprise capital? Sure. Our industry is at, a, at an inflection point. We need to develop new approaches to solving the affordable housing crisis. Uh, the needs are getting greater and the availability of public capital is diminished. So how do you solve a growing problem with less resources? We need to come up with new ways of raising capital and we need to look at the business model for some of the work we do and figure out how to do it more efficiently. Uh, so we had a number of companies that we wanted to launch that really helped our members in a really tangible way do that. Uh, two that I will mention. Uh, one is a REIT. It's the first nonprofit-owned REIT in the United States. The problem we are trying to solve is our members attempting to preserve 
uh, housing that's affordable in their communities, workforce housing, not necessarily subsidized, but is serving a really important part of the community, it's at risk. And private developers want to step in and acquire that property, basically reposition it in the market, raise the rents. Uh, Many of the people get kicked out, and the affordable housing crisis has gotten really severe for them, but you've also lost a really important resource. That's not how our members typically operate. I mean, they assemble sites. It takes them two years. They need to have really a patient seller. It takes them a long time to cobble together the financing. This other market moves in 60 to 90 days, and you need to be a cash buyer. Nonprofits basically are shut out of that. We have an ability to preserve these properties, make them be a long-term asset, and prevent the affordable housing crisis in these places getting worse. But we have to be able to step in really fast. The REIT, what it did was we raised $100 million of capital through a leveraged financing structure. We raised it with MacArthur and Ford and some foundations, but Citibank and Prudential, private real estate investment companies. Our members can identify a property they want to buy. They can compete strongly with for-profits, and they can close a deal in 90 days. So we have now, over this three-year period, acquired 2,500 apartments, 12 properties using this REIT. It's gotten uh, tremendous notoriety because it's the most effective way of bringing in sort of this new type of institutional capital that's not the traditional capital we work with. And it's a way of going after a whole asset class that is really important yet Traditionally, nonprofits don't play in it. So at the beginning of this campaign in 2012, our capital campaign, we were still in the final design stages. The company was launched. It's now been operating for four years. It's been very successful. Uh, It's been written up in the Wall Street Journal. It's really regarded as one of the really important innovations in the industry. We needed to invest in staff resources. We took risks. We needed R&D capital. So we were able over this period to invest. That's been a very significant expansion. The other one, just much more quickly, is using some of the same concepts around aggregation. We are now taking our members who formed a cooperative to go to market to buy building and other kinds of materials that they use for their business uh, to be able to negotiate much better deals with suppliers and manufacturers. So it's called HBN Select. It's a buying platform. Uh, We think we can lower our members' costs by 10 to 15% on what they purchase, which is an enormous amount of money, and it, you know, it helps take some of the pressure off on uh, how expensive it is to develop affordable housing. That's a business that we launched during this period. Those are two good examples, I think, of the kind of innovation we can do. Part of the capital campaign that we wanted to raise a lot of R&D money to do this kind of work, and you know, our goal was to raise $20 million of capital leveraged by Heron. Uh, in the end, we ended up raising more than like $32 million. We traditionally work through intermediaries, and we often get asked about the people that we consider our stakeholders. Mm -hmm. Do you have a story about a person or community that you can share with our listeners to really help understand the impacts on the ground level? You know, there's really a a bookended story. And one starts in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina, when there was obviously a huge housing crisis. There was a need to rebuild so many neighborhoods and so many homes. And New Orleans just did not have the capacity. There was no nonprofit like our members in New Orleans operating. And what we decided to do was to step in after Katrina and help that city 
created a nonprofit that was modeled after our best practice around the country. We launched it, we incubated it with a plan of spinning it off. That was 10 years ago this year. So this year, the Gulf Coast Housing Partnership announced its anniversary. It's now become the strongest nonprofit developer in the region. It's developed about 2,500 homes, done about 50 projects, all different kinds of properties, from homelessness to home ownership, getting mixed income properties rebuilt, doing work with nonprofits and civic institutions, creating arts centers. And in one particular neighborhood, Central City, New Orleans, which is one of the poorest in New Orleans, and we've done about 15 different kinds of developments there and has really transformed a community that was so impacted by Katrina. So I look at the last 10 years, you see we're making a case for a certain style of organization and that we are investing in helping them scale and grow. There was a market that didn't have one. We stepped in, we helped build it. We raised $25 million to do it. The company was very successful. It was because, I think it's very important for Heron, our strategy there was enterprise capital. Because what we said is for a nonprofit to operate in the way that we know they need to and to be nimble and quick in a marketplace like that, they needed to have their own capital. This year, we launched in Detroit what you could call a replication of the Gulf Coast effort in New Orleans, where Detroit has a similar challenge in some respects, uh, has very limited capacity. And the Gulf Coast story and model was very attractive to uh, civic and business leaders in Detroit and, and philanthropic leaders. We've went through a process where we agreed to launch, incubate, and a similarly spin off a new nonprofit development entity in Detroit. It was launched over the last couple of years. It's about to close its first deals. And so I think you know, 10 years back with the Gulf Coast and showing the power of this enterprise model, and then here 10 years later on an anniversary, and then that model inspiring something similar in Detroit. Each of these organizations will go on to impact tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people, and will help revitalize really important neighborhoods. Thank you, Tom. For Heron.org, this is Tony Johnson.